Shazam. Alright, we're back. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Thursday Night. Actun Cthulhu, Shadows of Atlantis. I was say Shadows over Atlantis, but nope. We're not over Atlantis. We're not even in Atlantis, but we met in Atlantean last session. And, hey, look at that. Somebody's back. Look in the corner. I said there was going to be a surprise. I said there's going to be a surprise this session. Look at that. And people are asking about Evan and doing something with Henri. And he's here. Ask and you shall receive. So welcome uh -huh. back, Evan. <laughs> uh, so we'll do our usual roundtable. Everybody can introduce their characters, who they're playing. And we'll do a short recap of what happened last time. Then we'll jump right back into it. So, Jeff, tell us about Pavel, please. Yes, yes, I'm Pavel Voracek. I am uh, I am spiritual leader and dreamwalker. I'm a nomad who wanders far and wide, both on land and in dreams. I have very nice friend, uh, Gregor. He is a marmot, first in his class, very intelligent. I cast spells, and uh, I know all of the real languages and one or two of the fake ones. And... Uh, I have heard there is some sort of fake language that might be subject of tonight's uh, tonight's <laughs> session. So, a fable, we'll a fabled language it doesn't exist. It's it. not real. Yes, yes. In yes, Lantian, like... yes, that exists. You you comprehend oh, that's that? Very real, of course. Yes, yes, of but course. Strange, guttural yes, language. Ne next thing you'll tell me that we'll be going to moon and there are <laughs> aliens and things like that. Come on now, let's let's keep it let's keep it real. Please. And it's made of cheese. <laughs> well, that's a plausible. That's that's somewhat plausible. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right, Megan, tell us about Ruby, please. Yeah, um, I play Lieutenant Ruby McKay. She hails from Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Um. Yeah, uh, she uh, lived in, has lived in Moose Jaw most of her life until the love of her life walked into the diner where she worked and that was it. She was smitten so much so that when there was rumblings of craziness in Europe, uh, she did not hesitate to jump on a steamer um, with him across the pond to England to join the British army um, where um, on his... Uh, she she was out with uh, the regiment to say goodbye and uh building crumbled everybody died but her she walked she woke up in the hospital um only to be called uh, feeling a need to um give back to the people that helped her uh trained as a nurse um and she finds herself herself um voluntold to join this band of scallywags <laughs> were you voluntold um, sort of. Okay. I was strong, strong, it was strongly suggested this would be a good place for me. Right. All right. All right. Uh, Aaron, tell us about a Leopold. Ah, uh, I am Leopold Brun. I am a scion of a very powerful psychic family. We was born in Munich and raised in the school for the gifted youngsters by my parents, who themselves were powerful psychics. My mother had a precognitive vision. And we moved quickly to Great Britain to avoid an evil rising in our homeland. I've been trained as a psychic voyeur and an insightful telepath. And I use those skills to help this force uh, oppose the efforts of the Knocked Wolf and the Black Sun. And mechanically speaking, I used my advance last time to take the talent Mystical Power, uh, something that uh, Pavel's used in the past. Um, 
It allows me to increase the power of a spell by plus two power points. However, each ally within close range would suffer one mental stress for each effect roll during the spell's cost. Mechanically, I think because he telepathically links people, has been linking us and then using inner nirvana to metaphysically link us. And then we went to the dreamlands of Duat. I think he's recognized the inherent connectivity of all of our subconsciousnesses. And now he's learned to actually draw power from his friends. Nice. Nice. Uh, and Jeremy, tell us about Jonathan. Yeah. Sergeant Jonathan Morris, just your typical experimental subject, career soldier that should be dead, but isn't. You know, nothing special here. I just soak bullets with my face. I took the Guardian talent so that I can take more bullets for my friends. <laughs> to your face. I know, I was waiting for it. <laughs> dot, 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 to your face. Uh, all right, and we're going to meet Henri here shortly. We're, we're going to save the introductions because we're going we're gonna to meet him in this adventure. So what happened last week? We started off, or not last week, two weeks ago when we played last. Uh, we started off in Egypt. We had just left Duat, as uh, Aaron had mentioned. You came out of the dream world and uh, dreamland, and you saw a Panzer II barreling through the desert and a couple of uh, Opel Blitz uh jeeps or trucks uh alongside it coming towards you and um you took it on head on so what did you do you remind me of what we did you teleported to the tank first leo uh cast inner nirvana to buff all of our armor um and uh give us uh, regeneration then we teleported to the tank teleported the tank you ended up on top of it uh opened a hatch killed the guy on the turret if i remember correctly then lifted one of the uh, the uh, the trucks and dropped it onto another. Is that accurate? Mm-hmm. From what I remember, yep. that's true. Psychically that's true. picked up a truck, dropped it on another. Uh, then you contended with the the driver. You guys had a hard time taking him out, um, and the 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 other truck came over to you. And there was guys trying to jump over onto your tank, and you over into their truck. You ended up uh, killing them, smashing them. You ended up killing the driver of the tank. You ended up driving the tank back to the nearest town (laughs) where people were blown away and amazed by this contraption that you rolled into this very small Egyptian uh, village in and you left this. We shot it. You shot it in the village, didn't you? To Mm -hmm. scare people away. Ruby also shot it, had never fired one before and blew up the last remaining truck, which was pretty impressive because I put some pretty heavy um, restrictions on her to succeed that role. I think it was a three difficulty and she, she did it. Um, from there, you took a train to Luxor. From Luxor, you flew back to uh, Cairo. Cairo, you made met up with your old friend Major Blythe uh, Mathers, who was a, who was aware of the situation. He had he didn't know all the details, but he was made aware by the um, by the British uh, intelligence that you were coming, that you needed help getting out of the country. So he set you up. He got you uh, guys plane tickets to get the heck out of Cairo as fast as possible. You took a plane, you're heading to um, Nepal, and on the way there, after a brief stop, you these red lights appeared outside the plane on either of the wings and one at the, the nose of the plane, and it almost seemed to take over and guide the plane. Whenever they, the pilots tried to correct uh, the direction they are headed, the, the lights would just guide it back up and back the way it was going. So these things guided you up and over a mountain range, down into a valley where you were brought down gently, slowly for a landing in this 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 amazing green, lush valley. 
in the middle of the Himalayas, and you're greeted by a, a little old man who is sticking his tongue out at you to show you that he was not a demon hiding in a human's body. And it was, and um, he let you know he was an Atlantean, and he brought you there. He brought you there for the greater good. There is evil uh, things in motion, and um, you were brought here for a reason, specifically because you are the ones, you're good people, <laughs> you all chuckled at that, you're good people, and you are the ones who can stop this evil. So he brought you here, and he needs your assistance. I think that pretty much sums up um, everything with him. You looked at the constellation, the stars, it didn't really line up. You couldn't really tell exactly where you are. Um, but this man is very calming. He's very kind. He's very genuine. He seems to know things about all of you. And he brought you here for a reason. Does that sound uh, about right with uh, where we left off? He was going to lead you to his to his, uh, to his his residence for the night. Because it is the middle of the night now. Yep, that was right. All right. Henri, you're not there yet. So, he uh, he lights a torch, and he, uh, he starts going through the darkness across this this valley. Uh, please follow me, follow me. I will take you to where I live, and I will feed you all. I'm sure you're all hungry, and I'll have drink waiting for you. And he starts just walking into the darkness so you start to follow him and um he guides you through this wide fertile valley uh there's a little bridge that he takes you across the a river that's running nearby and he just keeps leading you and leading you and leading you towards the mountains and in the distance it is night and it is dark but there is the moon shining down you can make out what appears to be steps chiseled into the mountain where he's leading you and they kind of switch back and forth and they go high 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 up you can't even see quite where they reach uh, but you have a good idea that this is where he is taking you eventually you hit the base of the mountain and the old man just starts climbing these stairs with no trouble whatsoever these stairs carved into the face of the mountain you guys uh, make your way up, and as he's going up, his his torch flickers, and there appear to be what look like windows and doorways cut into the rocks. Strange, shadowy uh, tunnels peel off of these steps into, into complete darkness. You can't really make out where they go into the hillside, into the mountainside. But it seems there are, there are branching offshoots off these stairs and he just continues on the main stairs climbing up higher and higher and you know the 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 five of you are starting to you know your your, your breath is getting heavy you're starting to wheeze a little bit as you're going up there so was the crew you got the f crew from the the, the plane are still with you the two pilots and the stewardess and everybody's getting you know huffing and puffing and this old man is just trucking along like nobody's business like it's it's exhausting the other thing that you notice is there's a sudden increase in altitude as you're making way up. And it's starting to kind of hit all of you. What I want everyone to do is I need you all to make a um, either a brawn or will, it's up to you, uh, plus resilience. And it's a spe the specialty on that is uh, a fortitude, or the focus, sorry, is fortitude. So everybody go ahead and make me, you can either choose brawn or will, it's up to you which one you have the highest in. And it's going to be uh, resilience 
uh, and fortitude for your focus. Make me a test as you start to feel the effects of altitude sickness. Oh my goodness, Jeremy. Can you a roll or not? No, not you. Okay, cool. No, 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 not you, Henri. <laughs> <laughs> You're not playing. So you only need one success. Um... Jonathan, do you want to give me threat or do you want to I think I'll give you I feel like a complication on the side of the mountain is a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. I'll take this threat. Thank you. All right. So everybody succeeded, right? It looks like. Mm -hmm. All right. So you yeah. stave off the effects of altitude sickness, but some of the one the people on the plane with you are not so lucky. One of the pilots is sitting there and he's feeling very ill and he's dizzy and he's coughing and he begins vomiting uncontrollably. He's coughing up this pink foaming spittle and uh, he's kind of slowing the rest of you down as uh, as you're heading up. But uh, he's still trying to keep up with the rest of you as you're 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 making your way up the side of this mountain. Matt, can I can I go and help him help him out? Yeah totally uh so yeah this is this is obviously there's that the language barrier so there's lots of hand gestures right uh, yeah these guys did not speak english the pilots that's right yeah so uh i gestured towards them like uh like like it's, it's a bad vomit like check to see if he's got a fever um yeah yeah. yeah so um anything i can do for him He's he's pointing at his head uh, a lot. You can only you can assume a headache. Like um, you know that he's already nauseous as he's vomiting everywhere, and yep. he's having a hard time like standing up. Like he almost seems like he's falling over uh, every once in a while. So you already know that you guys are fighting off altitude sickness. So you can I'm not going to make you roll to to um, diagnose what he's feeling. But do you want to roll to try and help him? I do. What do you have that can help him? I I have first aid. I have. But what uh, do you have um, that could help with altitude sickness? So I've I've got um, I have some aspirin in my. Uh, <laughs> do you? <laughs> I have some aspirin. Just give him some extra <laughs> oxygen. Right. Well, what do we? What do we got? I don't have an oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> um. What do I have? What do I have in my bag? You have a hairpin. We know that. Do you have a hairpin? That's a truth. I feel like that wouldn't be useful here. Um, <laughs> Jam it into his larynx. <laughs> I wonder if, like, would like constricting his head be helpful? Like, I could do bandages to tighten his head to make it like. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that I would know very much about altitudes. Uh, altitude sickness myself coming mm -hmm, from the mm -hmm. breeze, I feel like I would not. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point from Moose Jaw. You don't, you don't, you're not aware of the symptoms of of that. Okay, yeah, you've heard about it, so, you've read about it, but I would so have asked Pavel, for Pavel is from the Carpathian Mountains. It's where he originated. Yeah. Mountains. Yeah. I have no clue how tall these mountains are, but we'll say they're tall enough to cause altitude sickness, and he'll just say, "We need to get him quickly to." so he can rest and just give him water that, that is all we can really do for him right now unless you I... want to take him back to the plane which i don't know if that would be a safe thing considering we don't know how we arrived and i tell you what possibly happen. Hey, buddy if you're tired strap yourself on my back i'll lean into it a little bit 
right. as he vomits all over your shoulder. Look, hey, I've, I've, I mean, you saw me on the plane. Who am I to judge? Right? <laughs> yeah, you got wasted on the plane. I forgot about that. You slept through everything, you and Ruby. All right. Um, yeah. So he, he kind of like he looks and he reluctant. He doesn't really understand you. We'll say that uh, Pavel uh, helps translate because he used his mumbo jumbo to He's figure a, out the I'm languages. That's yes, right. Yes, <laughs> mumbo jumbo. Yes. Um, this and... technical term, mumbo jumbo. <laughs> yes. And uh, with that, uh, remember the the old man's name is Suring Lama. He comes over and he goes, "I will make you so some solo mano to help cure this when we get to the top, uh, where we are headed, and uh, that will take care of the the ailments that he's feeling. But in the meantime, if you can help that man, I would be appreciated uh, of you." He says to you, Jonathan. Of course, I got this. Climbing's a focus, you might say. Uh, We are going about halfway up, and we we have a ways to go. We have to keep climbing. Yes, we are not close enough for us to take shortcut. (laughs) No, there's no shortcut. Oh, there is shortcuts, just not Hmm. this short. Oh, yes, I I know what you're talking. I know all about you and your tricks. Yes, yes. Part of the reason why I chose all of you. And you're good people. You're the right people. I, you, the, the fate of the world relies on you. No pressure or anything. God. <laughs> so he continues on, and one terrace level follows after another. Uh, for what seems like an eternity, you just keep climbing and climbing and climbing forever. This guy who's on your shoulder and your back, Jonathan, is sick, and he's... And every once in a while, you have to stop and help him down, and he throws up some more. But eventually, you finally emerge into a small plaza at the crest of a hill. It has a view over the whole valley below, and it is illuminated by the moonlight. It's like hauntingly beautiful what you see down there. It's so serene, and you can't believe that this, 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 this lush valley exists within this horrible, harsh mountain range. But um, it's still a little unsettling. Especially after your realization that you can't really figure out quite where you are on Earth. On one side of the plaza are the remains of a large building, which Suring Lama quietly disappears into as you're all kind of standing there and he just walks away. Oh, wait here. You hear him say, uh, you know, from behind as he walks away. And then uh, a few minutes later, Please, please enter. Come inside. Come inside. And you guys all enter and you find yourselves in an intact chamber with the walls are covered in richly painted images of people and mythical creatures, all partially uh, um, obscured by flickering shadows cast by the fires there are braziers throughout this room and they're all lit giving you the only light aside from the moon uh helping you see and the old man motions to some rugs and cushions that are scattered about the chamber now please sit down uh but one thing you notice also sitting there is this this man who's already sitting on a rug and a cushion uh Henri, why don't you go ahead and describe yourself for everybody Mm, okay and this is we said we went back in time right this is yeah the beginning of the war now 
So, okay, so Henri's even younger. So Henri's probably like 18, I would imagine. He's Young buck. Not, yeah, he's he wasn't super old when you met him originally. Um, Henri has a very, probably at this point, uh, windswept, greasy pompadour that still kind of has its, you know, structure to it, but it's a little tattered. Um, he has some tan skin and he's wearing kind of like a, an, like a biker's jacket, like an aviator's jacket that has like that fur around the collar. Um, you can see he is smoking a cigarette and kind of just looking around and it was probably like really smoky in the room because he's been probably chain smoking since waiting for this guy to come back. Um, he also has a backpack on his side and you can see poking out is like a little bottle, like a, a maybe wine or something is popping out the edge. And then you can also see some baguettes popping out. <laughs> and uh, so Sring Lamon goes, this is, this is the other one who is meant to accompany you. All of you, six, the six of you are meant to save the world. He arrived shortly before you did, but you all here now. You have all been gathered. And now we can we can begin. But before we begin and discuss what needs to be done, you need to eat and drink, and you will have a good night's sleep, and we'll discuss it in the morning. And he disappears into another doorway. As you're all kind of standing there looking at one another, you got this weird guy with bread, smoking cigarettes, looking back at you, who you've never met before. So, my young friend... Uh, what should we be calling you then? He takes a big puff, blows it out. Bonjour, my name is Henri. Would you like a baguette? I have plenty to share. Uh, that is very kind of you, but uh, perhaps later. I am yes. uh, myself, I am uh, Leopold Brun. You may call me Leo. Mm hmm. Hello, friend. Uh, would, would you have... I don't need bread, but would you have one of those cigarettes, please? I could... Um, <laughs> um, you see he, like, digs through his backpack and he has, like, a cart. three cartons of cigarettes. <laughs> like. Pavel takes one, lights it, and lets Gregor climb out of the, the wicker basket and gives it to Gregor. Uh, <laughs> bad habits. But he, he insists. With pleasure. I am Pavel. This is Gregor. Uh, blue is smoking now. Are, are you okay? You're making strange sounds. Do you have something? No, I, uh, in your okay. So all right. Uh, just uh, caught me by surprise. That is all. No, oh, no, no. It is fine. Most people don't understand him. You will come to love him. He's, he's. I honestly probably like the second most third most intelligent person in group. Or not person, that is overstating it, but you'll you know, you know, you'll see. He, he was first special. in his class, was he not, my friend? He was, he was very first in his class. Was there actually other class members? Yes, there were 14 others, yes. All children, except for one. He was very old, but, you know, he was lonely. I pass a, a cigarette over to you. What it appears to be Sergeant Morris. It's okay. I'll pass. Thank you, though. Okay. Gregor, come on. Don't do this. Paper, rock, scissors, when it takes you a cigarette. 
Like he, so you see, he'll put the cigarette in his mouth, and then. Oh man! Every time, <laughs> I can't deny him. He won at Fen Square. Look how happy he is. And so he takes the second cigarette, lights that one up, and puts them both in his mouth. <laughs> oh, oh, little bastard! Doubling okay, down. you know we have to kind of slow down a little bit. I do not have unlimited cigarettes in here. Just imagine him tucking it behind his ear when he plays rock paper scissors. <laughs> <laughs> it just just hangs out of his mouth, like ashes like crazy. He doesn't care. He's just so chill. Hi. Oh, you want to play? He's like, oh, you want to play rock paper scissors with me, do you? And okay. you, uh, Mademoiselle, would you like a cigarette, baguette, wine, cheese? Uh, so wait, hold on, hold on, hold on here. So you, Ooh, you guys are bread? all, you guys are all okay with like this random guy at the top of a mystical mountain that we were guided to by like some short dude who claims he's an Atlantean. We're okay with this? I mean, following the snake people and the talking mom and it. Well, kind of talking, like, yeah. Rock. If, if you and wish, then, if you wish, I can always telepathically drive my mind into his and tear his memories apart to ensure that he is on the up and up. But that seems very invasive and somewhat uncomfortable for our new friend, unless he wishes something like this to happen. Yeah, I mean, he was the one who gave me the bag with the baguettes <laughs> and cheese and wine. It was kind of hard to say no, so sorry. Uh, no, Leo, but I mean, like, can't we'll just put a pin in that, okay? I, I it's not completely mm. off the table, but Gregor <laughs> seems to like him, and Gregor is an exceptional oh, yeah. judge of character. He is, he is, he is. All right, so she, so Ruby will reach out her hand. Uh, I'm uh I'm Lucille. Nice to meet you. Okay, so you do want a cigarette or No, no, I just thought I would introduce myself. Oh, that's a handshake. Uh sorry. It must come from uh doing it. different places. Uh, very I well. forgot about all your aliases. <laughs> I'm not no, I have to remember <laughs> that you told me Lucille. Yeah, exactly. Meanwhile, they're going to call her Ruby, and you're going to be so confused. All right, after some time, the old man comes back. And this time, he's accompanied by a child, a boy, who looks roughly seven or eight years of age. He's got a shaved head. He's wearing bright red robes. And he's standing next to the old man, and they're also accompanied by, by two other men on either side of them. And the two men are carrying in trays of food, and they have... Um, uh, like pots with uh, with warm drink in them for you and they come with cups and they start just putting down these plates of food things you've never really seen or experienced before you, you look them over and it looks like something a little bit like like uh, steamed dumplings maybe uh, you see some sort of noodle soup uh, with some vegetables floating in it uh, there is uh, sampa bread so there is some bread there as well and you're also offered this 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 hot drink um they, they keep calling it tea even though they don't speak english they keep calling it a tea but you see it's almost got like um like a like a greasy residue on top you know what i you know like almost like when like when you put like butter in in something and it's just kind of like floating this this greasy residue on top and uh you're given all of this food to eat the old man sits down and so does the boy he sits next to him 
And he's like, eat, eat, please, please, you must be very hungry. Pardon me. These dumplings, are this, is this dum a, a, a dumpling or is this say, perhaps like a boiled cirqueverm lava? It is a mimosa, is what the locals call it. It is a steamed dumpling. It's quite good. Well, that Leo just tucks in. He knows mm -hmm. to eat yeah. when he's got... He says, uh, the noodle soup is thagpa, and there's some bread there, and, and the drink is bocha. Bocha. What, what is it? As she takes a sip. It is yak butter tea. Oh. Um, go ahead and make me a will plus resilience roll. Uh, focus <laughs> and fortitude as you take a big sip of this yak butter tea. Will and resilience, huh? I can do it. I, I have faith in myself. Oh, yeah. No problem. All you need is one success. Anybody who drinks it, look at this. Look at this. You're fine. At first, you're caught off guard. and You kind of stop as it hits your... Your tongue and your throat, you're like, oh, and you kind of start to gag, and you manage to choke it down. It's a very odd flavor. He goes, oh, it's a, a combination of butter, tea leaves, soda, salt, milk, and hot water. It's quite delicious. I've come to enjoy it over the years very much. Henri, <laughs> uh, you take a sip, and you just, <laughs> you start gagging, and you, <laughs> you immediately spit oh, it out on, all over the I floor. Excusez-moi, excusez-moi. Uh, and then he brings a, a, a different a different pot over to the man who is suffering the 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 altitude sickness. He pours him some and goes, "This is Solomano. It will help cure your sickness." And he pours him a different tea specifically for altitude sickness. So you eat, and he just kind of sits there and watches you. And so does this boy who's sitting next to him. He doesn't really say anything, and he he just kind of lets you guys all unwind, relax. Fill your bellies. And, uh, you know, after he sees that you're, you're, you're done, he goes, oh, it is time. You need some rest. There's going to be a long day ahead of you. You have a long journey coming up, and I will tell you more in the morning. But you must get some rest now. And he gets up, and he takes you, motions for you to follow him down the one hallway he disappeared down earlier. And he takes you to these like little these little rooms that have been carved like in into the rock of the mountain, and he gives you each your own room to sleep in for the night. Hmm. Does Glegler get his own room or do we bunk up? <laughs> you do you want to ask? He he first no, no, he, no. he gives we, you one we room. Of course. We of course would bunk up. No, no. We are like, you know, we are two peas in pot. And he and and I will make sure that there. Is, I will uh, of course inquire about nuts because that is Gregor's preferred uh, cuisine. And uh, <laughs> yes, that yeah. is all. All right, so you guys wind down for the night. You each have your own little rooms to sleep in. Uh, it's almost pitch black. Like once you get out of the moonlight or out of the light of a fire, it is pitch black in here. You really can't see anything. The old man disappears for the night um i'm assuming you're all just gonna sleep for the night or you yeah leo actually while he at night now yeah uh, when he lays down to sleep he kind of focuses his his psychic abilities internally his mm -hmm. remote viewing 
And he's been trying to find a way to pierce the veil back into the dreamlands consciously. Um, so he sleeps, but that's it's it's the focus ever ever since Pavel told him that this was an actual plane of existence. He's been trying to find a way to get back there himself. Okay, cool. And everybody else hunkers down for the night. I mean, if somebody's willing to give me like a washing basin, it'd be great to not <laughs> smell like vomit for the yeah. entire journey. You know, he will offer you that. So there's a big basin of water in your your little room that you've been given that you can wash down in. Clean your clothes, Ooh. hang them up. But you guys call it a night? And come morning, you're awoken by the sun breaking through your little huts or hovels that you've been given, uh, notifying you that a new day has begun. I immediately pull out a cigarette and start smoking. Sure. <laughs> uh, the uh, You hear knocks at your door, and when you answer the door, the boy is standing there. And he says, it is time for breakfast. Please meet us back in the room where we ate last night. And he speaks be... perfect English. Or I whatever be... language you communicate in. I will be back there momentarily. I must continue to finalize my focus in preparation for the day. So I will try to get my mantle in place and give us a little bit of momentum. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. Do your thing. So you can communicate uh... <laughs> telepathic. Okay. Ooh. Momentum. Two more momentum. Now you can only, now Henri's gonna be caught off guard when he hears Gregor in his head. <laughs> nice. Anyone in his head, really. Oh, I yeah, like true. to think that mm. probably Pavel was exploring Henri's dreams at night while we were sleeping. <laughs> he was going for a walk, just trying just seeing what's in there, you know, what sure. he dreams about. Because that is, you know, just what he's up to. What does you want to know just... what he dreams about? So yeah, I'm just kind of curious. He has a dream that he he like has the meeting with this same figure that you guys met, the Suring Lama, on a mountaintop, and it's the same. Like you see, like a conversation, and then you see Henri's like looking not at him but past him, and he sees in the distance a temple, a monastery, but then he sees he squints to look harder, and he sees there's some sort of statue in front of it. And there's no way. Could it look like three baguettes posted? Like, is that what it was? Or no, did his eyes deceive him? Was it like a claw or something? But he dreams that maybe one day he'll find this potential baguette yes. temple. At at breakfast, Pavel uh, uh, will try to bomb another cigarette for Gregor from Henri and then strike up conversation. Just say, um, Henri, what um. I'm curious, these, um, oh, what did you call them? Baguettes? We, 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 baguettes. Baguettes. Mm -hmm. Doesn't come off the tongue smoothly, but baguettes. I am curious, are, are, are your families, ba are, you, are you bakers? Do you bake them? Is that why you're obsessed, uh, why you're carrying them around and such? Uh, nope, uh, not bakers. Um, they are weapons. You poison people with bread? One second. You see he pulls one out and almost like he has nunchucks, the bread just seems to just <laughs> Pavel leans back with amazement and Gregor. 
Ah, uh, well, that is that is certainly a creative in a creative instrument of of death. I would not have thought that is how you would kill people with bread, but I thought it would be a slow kill. You know, over time, like you heart know, disease or something. When you uh, teach assassins when they're little, baguette is a very deceiving weapon. Interesting. Hmm. You uh you have many layers to you, Mr. <laughs> person with strange language. Yes, you're a very interesting companion. Yes, yes. We'll talk more of this. I'm curious to see these baguettes in action. Now tell me, do they um decapitate heads? Because Gregor very much likes decapitated heads. Now, most of the time, it's Sergeant Morris who provides them, but if we could get the second person to do that, I think Greg would be even happier. Hmm. Probably. Oh, yes, Whoa. we're going to get along fabulously. This is this, yes, it's a pleasure to, this is truly fit. It, yes, yes. Now, do you have to split up, like, are there weaponized baguettes versus edible ones? Or can you eat the weaponized <laughs> ones, too? They are all lethal. It, it does not matter. Now, do you replace them? Like, do they break? Do they get soggy <laughs> with the blood of your enemies? And then you have to You see he pulls one enemies? out that's just like covered in dried blood, maybe a little damp blood. This is my my golden baguette, the prime baguette. Yeah. Prime baguette? Oh, mm -hmm. yes. But they that are all useful which... in combat. You can... When, when, you, when you go to bake... Uh, this type of baguette, do you put uh, perhaps like cement powder in with the baking or shavings of the wood and bake it to give it greater uh, tensile strength? That's what the game master would want me to say. But no, <laughs> it is just flour. <laughs> is, is prime to get like sourdough starter? Is that what it is? Like you produce other ones off of this? It you know, I feel first. like this is a lot of questions about me <laughs> and maybe we should ask about you. You know, this seems a little no, aggressive. I'm open book. Yes, ask anything. I have nothing to ask. Exactly. I so was just trying just... to flip the script and I guess it didn't <laughs> yes. work. I am too charming to get uh, to get put off by that. Don't worry. <laughs> that is what I took my focus in for this uh, this advancement is charm. Did you really? I really did. Nice. <laughs> you are a very charming fellow. I am very charming. <laughs> All right. So... You, after after the baguette talk, you all eventually make your way back to the same room where you had dinner the night before. And there are bowls of porridge waiting for you at your pillow or rug that you sat at. And you'll notice that your same uh, cup that you drank from last night is sitting there waiting for you. Uh, still with some residue left in it if you didn't drink all of your yak butter tea. And there's, there's more yak butter tea where that came from if you'd like more this morning. But uh, the, the llama... Welcomes you. Oh, good morning. Good morning. I hope you all slept well. And you, you all met my assistant, Dawa Raptan. He woke you up this morning. And yes, yes, yes. He, he is a very wise child. And like I said, I feel like my time on this earth is nearly done. And he will take my place when that time comes. But please eat and enjoy your breakfast. It's been great here. Your apprentice, man, what a great host. How of you are. Thank you so much. You see, my friend, is your is your assistant also uh what did you say, Atlantean as well as you? Uh no, no. He is from here. He's a local boy. 
So you are the only Atlantean here then, da? Yes, that is correct. And um, the boy is like, I would, Morris, when you talk, when you spoke, he's like looking, he sees the shield on your back and he's like fascinated by it. And the sword at your side. And he's you can see him looking at these two things <laughs> that you're carrying. And he seems very, very interested as a most likely a seven or eight year old boy would be. I'll slide the shield in his direction. You see his eyes like widen and he looks up at uh, Suring Lama and he just kind of nods and smiles and the boy gets up and he picks it up and he looks at it. And he's in awe and he puts it on his arm and you see him kind of play a little bit with it. And then he almost seems like like embarrassed as everybody's staring at him and he takes it off and slides it back your way. And natural. You got this. Thank you. Thank you. And he seems, he kind of goes back to his porridge all sheepishly. And the, the llama then says, I, I, I apologize for inconvenience, everyone, by bringing you here to my home. But, like I said, there are very, very dangerous things in motion here. And you are of a pure heart, all of you. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to see this valley. You wouldn't have even been able to enter it if you were not. It would have remained hidden from you and your airplane, and you would have never arrived here. So I know that I have the right people for the job. Now, what is the job, you ask? Well, there were some... Oh, they are, they are, they are from the region of Germany. Some Germans that were here in, this, in this, these mountains, and they visited a... Hmm, a monastery. A monastery. <gasps> no! Where they worship demons and forbidden ancient beings. And those monks have in their possession something of great importance. And they are working in league with the Germans, translating this book for them. They have set up a tall metal antenna within their monastery, and they are translating the book and sending the information back to Germany. I require you to stop them. They cannot, the Germans cannot get their hands on this information. The fate of the world depends on it. I need you to go there and you need to destroy that antenna or stop those communications any way that you can. Uh, Mr. Sorry, Lama, but might we ask what is the information that they are collecting is exactly? Oh, it's 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 a translation of a book known as the Book of the Machine, and it tells the tale of Atlantis and our peoples and our struggles, and it contains many spells and other incantations as well that oh. are not meant for 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 people of the world. I have a copy here, and I thought I was the only one who had a copy, but it turns out. That the Chancopa monks also have a copy of it. It's not complete from what my agents tell me. But still, there is information in there that cannot get into the hands of the Germans. No. You find... You, uh, go right ahead, Father. I apologize for it. I was just kind of curious if maybe I could just look at the book. So, like, when we get to the monastery, <laughs> like, I know which one it is. Like, if I can see yours, you know. Just curious, that's all. There are many libraries there containing evil 
dark texts. I suggest while you're there, you destroy them and destroy anything you find. It's most likely with the Germans. Oh, that reminds me, there are Germans. I was told Germans arrived recently. They were a couple of them. They entered the valley of the monastery and, and they, 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 they were wearing uniforms and they had these these strange these armbands that they wore with a with what looked like a wolf's paw on the armband. Denied uh, mm. wolf, we have been dealing with their incursions into our business since this entire travail began. Oh, that makes sense. Well, the 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 monks who live in that monastery they're known as the Blue Hats, or locally they're known as the Chancopa, which translates roughly to Wolf Brothers, perhaps. They found a kinship, these two. Hmm. So, my understanding then is we will go to this monastery to destroy this antenna. Yes. And destroy all the books and any other paraphernalia that we find there, as well as killing the knocked wolf and these monks as well. Is this the course of action you would put us upon? Well, you don't need to kill everyone. You just need to silence the transmissions. Uh, you don't necessarily need to kill them. They're, so you want the them monks, all dead. The monks there are very dangerous. They have trained in hand-to-hand -hand combat and they're very formidable foes. So destroy all of the books that may no, be of it, danger and it, destroy the antenna and escape with our lives. Da? Yes, I yes. Think. Like if I could just uh, just pause it, uh, you know, just throw out a thought here: uh, Is destruction of the books uh, really what we want to do here? Like, well, it's yeah, not necessary. It is evil, but it's something you can do while you're there. But you need to find this this book hmm. of the machine, knowledge. and you need to you need to, you need to take that. They cannot Oof. they cannot have that. And for helping me, I can help you with a couple more artifacts, two more artifacts that you need to acquire in your journey. You have two already. And he kind of motions to the shield and Roby, he motions to you because you have that sun. He says, you have two already and I can show you or give you two more. But I need your help first. So we are already fair. committed to dis disrupting the Knock Wolf's efforts. So this is a part of our mission as well. I agree. You would take out sending the message out. And honestly, sure, we're stopping them from getting it. But if we don't destroy the books, somebody else would come along sooner, later, whatever. Well, perhaps and even we could we could perhaps take the books and bring them back here. And then yeah. you, this llama, may uh, have the opportunity to determine what books should be kept and what books should be destroyed. No, 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 no destruction of books. That is just no, no. That is anathema to that's destruction of knowledge. Is not no, no, no. I, I mean, I some knowledge is bad. Like, if no, it's like knowledge is not bad itself. It is what people do with that knowledge that is evil and bad. Yeah, right. We will put a pin in the destruction of the books, but <laughs> we will destroy the antenna and at least take all of the books. Oh, sure. We'll, we'll destroy the antenna, kill all the Germans and monks. That is fine. We'll agree there. Yes, yes. The books. Hmm. So then the greater question is, uh, how are we going to get to this monastery? Well, it is very, very far away, but there is a shortcut. And you will head there. I have some folks who are willing to show you the way. Some Drokpa. And he points to some 
some of the, those two men that were there last night. These are native nomad people who live in the area, and they, they, they can handle the world's harshest climate. They are my friends, and they will guide you there. They will take you there. They'll outfit you. They have some ponies that you can ride. Uh, but you're not going to go all the way. The The veiled monastery is very... It's, it's, it would take you much too long to get there on horseback, but there is another way, and um, my assistant will show you. And with that, the, the child seems kind of surprised. He looks up at Suring Lama. He says, he, he knows the language. He can translate. He can guide you on your way. And the boy will be very critical in your success. I ask that you please take him with you. Yes, of course. Welcome to join our party if you believe that he would be critical to our success. Yes, he is. It is part of his training. I appreciate it. Thank you. And the boy seems very excited. He's just like, he was not expecting this at all. <clears throat> seems like he's uh, ready to become an adult and I'll pass a cigarette to him. <laughs> sure. You Do you light it? And he takes it and he, yeah, he's I'll seen you it. smoke it. He takes a drag and just immediately... <laughs> starts coughing it is okay it is part of the initiation if you want to become like Suring Lama you know you have to sacrifice <laughs> my that... young friend do not necessarily listen to this <laughs> this Frenchman Henri the smoking is very bad for your health if you want to find inner peace and the strength of mind you must keep your body pure of spirit and also if you don't want to get shot just stay close yeah, he looks. He looks at at you, Morris, and goes, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. And he takes a cigarette and he just throws it to the ground. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, oh, okay. So Gregor's just gonna chase. <laughs> just that scurries part. over. Yeah. <laughs> just scurry over and pick that up right away. He goes, yeah, yeah. I'll stick with you. He says. Um. So, so he. So the, the llama goes. Oh, the the, the dropkas will accompany you to your first destination. Lake Manasorovar. It is approximately 125 miles from here. It'll take you five days on horseback to reach it. The valley itself, where the Veiled Monastery is, is over 750 miles away. But there is, like I said, there's a shortcut. You need to get to the lake, and from there, you'll be shown the way. But you must leave immediately. I would have no other way, sir. Our mission is most critical, and we must see it through to the end. I am sure Sergeant Morris would agree with me. For sure. All right. So you then are motioned out of this this hall, and outside there are some 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 dropkas waiting for you. These nomadic herders, and uh, they they start dressing you in garb. Uh, all the men, you're given, um, these long woven red belts, woolen breeches, knee-high boots, gloves, and a fur hat. Uh, you weren't quite dressed for the conditions here and already you feel a bit warmer. For Ruby, you're given, uh, you're offered a, a long sleeveless floor-length robe to go over your breeches, along with a highly colored striped apron. Oh. Pavel, um, 
She's very jealous, by the way. I know. That, <laughs> the first thing I thought of was you when when he said brightly colored apron. I'll tell you what. Um, when uh, when we get out of this on the other side, uh, this apron's yours. Mine, really? Of course. <laughs> you you think I, I I've forgotten uh, the time in Austria when you when you loaned me your treasured scarves? I haven't. Yes, I'm still trying to get the blood stains out of it. I'm getting closer. <laughs> it's different combinations, but oh, this that would be lovely. Yes, I would very much like this. Oh, these are beautiful. I'm a little jealous that they just went right to you. No, it's fine. That's fine. I understand. But that's very kind of you. You are very kind. The the two of them talking and and Pavel wanting the the brightly covered robe that's traditionally for women. But that uh, Dawa, who's with you, Jonathan, just kind of chuckles. You hear him kind of laughing and listening to this whole conversation. He thinks it's silly. Uh, Pavel just wants you to think he's silly, but man, when it's time for business, he means business. Don't let him fool you. I mean, he is silly, but you know. Useful, silly. He says, I've never seen a sword like that before. Where did you get it? Pavel got it for me. See? Whoa. I Does know, he have right? another one? No, he's not so much a sword guy. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to let you play with the sword while the other folks back at you. You spot the guys here. But once we're out there, sure. <laughs> he's just like, oh, Really? He chuckles and he's getting, he's putting on the same garb as the rest of you. He's getting prepared for the, the cold weather. The trick is you put the pointy end in the other guy. It's really easy. Oh, it sounds so simple. It is. I mean, after you've trained for about 15 years or so. If we face the evil monks, can I use it? Let's start with observation. Yeah, let's handle this <laughs> as a... um learning opportunity you'll stay close and you'll watch and we'll work up to that okay okay he says reluctantly and he looks over at the llama and he's like remembers like hey he can't get hung up in such things and he kind of pulls himself back but you guys all get dressed and you get ready and they get your ponies lined up for you and you're getting ready to to mount them and head on out and before you do the llama comes shuffling in he goes i've got one more thing i have a present for each of you before you leave and he he produces these these like strips of leather that have like almost like an eyeball but it's a bead but it looks like an eye dangling off the bottom but it's not a real eye it's just a bead and he walks to each of you and he puts it around your your necks and he says this is a bead known as the luke mcdesey and it will protect you when you travel. You must wear it at all times. It will speed up your journey and defend you as you make your way into the veiled monastery full of all sorts of evil. Do not take it off at all while you are away. Thank you so much. I, I This is, this is uh, amazing. Um, Can I ask for one more thing? I know it's been a lot. Yeah, I mean, you saved us from like this airplane crash sort of thing. You showed us this mountain. You fed us and all that jazz. Um, could I have another like water skin of that of that yak milk? I'm I'm the, not the tea, the yak, yak butter tea. 
It was lovely. Yes, of course. <laughs> I will get you one for the for the journey. Oh, that reminds me. I have one more present for you, Ruby. Oh. And for you, Dawa. And uh, uh, wait, 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 for, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I thought her name was Lucille. I. <laughs> what's happening here? <laughs> Uh, but funny, funny story, you know, like, I don't like to give my first name to strangers and up until so is it even your middle name? Seconds? No, it's not. Actually, so you just story. lied to me. I did. I did lie. You know what? It's okay to lie. Sometimes he starts to slowly pull out a baguette. <laughs> Put it away. It takes a bite. <laughs> I was just hungry. I don't understand what is. He goes, one more present for each of you. And he produces these two silver daggers. They're in scabbards. And he hands one to you, Ruby. And he hands one to Dawa. And uh, it looks like this ornately carved, almost like a, like a ritual knife with all the markings and carvings all over it. And he goes, the blue hats are accompanied by sorcerers. And not all threats that you face will be made of flesh and bone. While this knife will do minimal damage to mortals, it is much more dangerous to unworldly creatures and ghosts. Whoa. Excellent. Excellent. You know, like, she takes off her thumb knife, or moves her thumb knife. <laughs> and puts this one. I was going to ask if that still existed. It's still a thing. It's of course. It's still a thing. I forgot. I forget about it. And it makes me laugh every time she mentions thumb knife. Why are we giving the knife to a little boy? I am a little confused. I mean, you can't send him in there unarmed. I'm not going to give him a sword. It's too big for him. But that knife give him a baguette. I'll take the knife. Um. So just for your knowledge there, Ruby. So this is like... It has the Bane weapon quality on it, and it is, which means it's effect, especially effective against Mythos creatures and ignores the effects of invulnerable special rule against such creatures. Nice. I'm going to need to bake a baguette around one of those. In addition, Mythos creatures with a tough X special rule may not spend threat to ignore wounds caused by this weapon. Ooh. Oh, cool. Very nice. So Thank you. Ruby and the little boy got one. Kid, I'm, if I'm being honest, I'm jealous. That's that's pretty cool. I would tell you, now, if I was given a knife of that quality, I would most likely stab myself with it, so please do not give me anything even remotely resembling such a knife. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Uh... My fighting skill is zero and my brawn is very low. <laughs> I am so weak. All, along. <laughs> all right. With that. What, 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 what? Just I want to make one more appeal towards the Surya Lama. Like this, uh, this, book, uh, this book of machines. He has the Lantian bubble scholars, the mythos spellcaster. Very interesting. Are you sure, uh, Mr. Lama, that it is not... You know, a good idea maybe to just take a peek at that really quickly, just to ensure that, you know, I'm able to find and locate the correct book, because we really haven't given us any information about it. How will we be able to identify it? You know, that sort of thing. It's most likely the one that they'll be translating. But if you want to take it back, 
Once you find it, I'm sure, well, it'll be, it'll be written in Atlantean, which you, I know, can comprehend. So you'll know it when you see it. It is the only book there in Atlantean. And it will be important. So if you want to bring it back, it can serve greater purpose in perhaps the British or Americans' hands for this conflict to come. What about the French? What about the French? (laughs) (laughs) What's a French? Uh, Yeah, I don't. That's not. Maybe, maybe I will just take a peek at it. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll. You have your copy. I'll have mine. You know, super trustworthy, chosen, etc., etc. Yes, yes. (laughs) Very good. Do what you feel is the right thing to do. I trust really? you. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. Good talk. Good <laughs> talk, Mr. Lama. We are on the same page. You're good people. <laughs> good people. That's why you're here. Pure of heart. With <laughs> that, you mount your horses and head off with the Tibetan nomads. So, it is a few days travel, uh, heading out. Uh, the first day goes on, uneventful. The, that night, when you get off to make camp, you... N- none of you are used to riding horses, are you? Are any of you? <laughs> Probably not. No. Leo would be in a great deal of pain. Yeah, you all feel a little bit of pain. It's little saddle sores, uh, you know, where you're... Where you've been sitting all day on these uh, on these these saddles, and um, the the the, the Dropkas notice that you're uncomfortable, and and uh, Dawa says that if you put yak uh, fur on your saddle or sheepskin, it won't be as bad. And then he also he he goes and talks to the Dropkas, and they give him this like this like this jar, this clay jar, and he comes back with it. He goes here. Put this on the areas that that are affected, and you'll feel better. Uh, no. I'm going to slather myself up. I'm not going through another day of this. Yeah, so he hands to you, and you open it, and it's kind of stinky. It's this white, like, greasy ointment. He goes, it's yaculard. It'll help. It'll help with uh, relieving you of your sores. I have no problem with this. Most people die of shame by refusing to take the small things that will save their lives. And Leo is, he's right there next to Sergeant Morris, <laughs> just lathering up. Henri <laughs> like will, uh, uh, I'll say Henri will fix his pompadour with the yak milk. He's not going to put it on his, <laughs> he just gets it nice and fluffy up at the top. <laughs> Grease it up with the la- yak lard. Yeah, he, he doesn't use it for flies. The just instantly, you're like just swarm your hair. <laughs> it will last a long time like this. You know, maggots crawling in a couple days. You'll have maggots for the baggots. <laughs> there will be no maggots in my baggots. No. He storms off again. These people. Sacre bleu. I bet he's got a, like, a little tiny 
like mini baguette hidden in the pompadour. That's why he wears that goofy hair. <laughs> He's got like a little tiny baby one, like a dagger, just waiting in there. It's a mm-hmm. secret weapon. I feel it. It's kind of like your thumb knife. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Pavel, Pavel, my friend, as we are traveling through at the night, would you do me the great favor of coming into my dreams and helping me to understand your dream walking? I have I have been what? trying to find a way into the dreamlands myself, and I am as of yet unsuccessful. But I believe with your tutelage, perhaps. He'll he'll look around carefully, make sure no one else is listening, and he'll lead in. Oh yes, I've been visiting our companions just out of curiosity, just to get to know. I can show you around a bit. There are areas that are probably best left untapped for now as you grow more familiar with it yes but uh, our new companion let me tell you it's not just the guests during the day he dreams about them like it is like something it's very weird is what i'm i mean like the all of us are kind of strange but you know he really likes the guests like it's he's really obsessed with them but yes, I would be happy to show you uh, the show you the, the 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 ways. Well, you know, I can show you some things. How much you can pick up, I don't know. It's it's it is not necessarily a um, a learned skill as much as it something that's intuitive. But perhaps yeah, you have yeah. the senses for it. You I would appreciate any anything you can show me, and if perhaps during the day, if you could begin to teach me a bit of this. Uh, uh, Atlantean tongue. Oh, I would yes, like to yes. also master that as well. Of course, yes, certainly. I am, I'm a fairly talented linguist, but I do not know this language at all. It is, uh, it is very, it's very interesting one, very layered. The, the syntax of the sentences is, uh, is like a cross between uh, ancient Egyptian and, you know, uh, German. Uh, no, not German. That is wrong. It is something else. <laughs> I don't know. But I would be happy to, of course, of course. All right. Uh, so you guys set out the next day. You got a few more days ahead of you. <clears throat> you travel through the plains around Mount Kailash. And as you're doing so, you see all sorts of creatures and wondrous things uh it's dotted with gazelles antelopes marmots <laughs> yes marmots and every whoa, whoa. <laughs> slow down there gm let's let's dial that back look can we talk a little bit more about the marmots like... yeah sure you see them poke up out of the grass every once in a while and scurry into the little little holes in the the hillsides oh Gregor, look, it is your people. They are here. They are spiritual. They are in the midst of this immense valley. See, see if you can communicate with them. Ask Henri for some cigarettes to help break the ice. Go. Perhaps they could give us information about these Germans crossing the valley. Yes, go, 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 go. No, don't be shy. Don't be shy. <laughs> you can go on. I just wanted to say all that. Okay. <laughs> You don't have to sure uh and every once in a while you see like a pack of wolves in the distance 
watching you, it seems like, almost like following you as you continue on your journey through this valley. But... Hmm? Sorry, weird idea. I know, but there was like a whole wolf thing to yeah. the folks who were dealing with. Leo, does your stuff work on animals at all? Because maybe those aren't really animals. I mean, maybe they are, but they aren't. What is that even supposed to mean? They're wolves. Because there's like a whole wolf theme for the people that we're going to be dealing with. And like, there's these weird wolves watching us. And like, you know. Mm. So that is very interesting. However, other than Gregor, whose mind is not quite just an animal's mind anymore, I do not believe that I have the ability to communicate with animals. I've never been able to reach them. Their consciousnesses are too primitive uh, for me to make a contact with. Well, I mean, I figured it'd be something like that, but that's why I was like, what if you tried reaching out and if you did reach something, it probably means that they're not wolves. Does that make sense? Uh, I, I believe if we can get close enough, I can attempt to make telepathic contact with one of these wolves to see if it is in fact something else. I don't know. It's just an idea. So I'd have to get into... I would have to get into close range. They're at extreme range now. Mm. <clears throat> off, you want well to, off I could path. show you the path if you really care about this, but it seems kind of silly. If uh, if uh, I could spend one momentum, uh, and then I could try to reach them within a mile, if they were in a mile, within a mile of them. Guys, we give it a shot. Do you guys want to? Do we have momentum? Uh, we had six, but I figured we've been traveling for we've, days. We've had so a number of change of scenes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can, gui can guide threat. you to get closer. Yeah, you could give me threat. That's true. I'll just give you one. I'll give you one threat and I'll, I'll try to telepathically link with one of these wolves at a distance. Did you envision him as a, as a Himalayan? I really, I really did. Did I, you really? I, I've envisioned Pavel as a, as a, wandering nomad i feel like he's probably been to tibet and all over mm -hmm. i speak hindi and all sorts of stuff so i figure this he's is reincarnated in my mind okay <laughs> they're here adorable. We go. they're so adorable little pouchy big old bellies and stuff if it, it if it has any uh if it has any kind of human consciousness i would be aware of it um yeah, all right so you kind of link with this one of these wolves um, and it doesn't, it just seems to just have animalistic instincts. There's no human consciousness whatsoever in it. Sergeant Moss, that was a very good idea. However, these appear to just be wolves. All I get from them is hunger. Oh, sometimes I feel hungry like the wolves too, but it's okay. Ah. I, I apologize. It's just, it was a, some hairs on the back of my neck. I felt off. I'm I've wrong more often than I'm right. I always trust your instincts, Sergeant Morris. All right. Thanks. So you guys continue on uneventful for a few more days. Uh, eventually, you reach the shores of this lake that you're headed to. Um, you can see as it in the distance, and it seems to be there. Seems to be like scattered. Uh, like small houses around the base of this lake. They're painted brightly. Um, they're also like little man-made like monuments out of stone and wood that are around the edges of the lake itself. And um, 
hanging from these monuments look like like uh, beads, beads on 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 leather, like almost like religious prayer beads of some sort. And you can see there's people all around the lake. Like it's not like one continuous circle, but there's groups of people, and they seem to. Some people are wading in the water. Others are. Looks like they're slowly walking around it in a, in a clockwise direction around the lake and after a while they'll just like kind of stop and disrobe and jump in and you can see them shiver when they do so when they start splashing the water all over them and um dawa explains that uh, these these people are here they're part of a this is a pilgrimage this is a holy place and they come here to wash away their sins and 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 to get closer to the heavens uh, with this clear blue water Pardon me, my friends. Before we go closer, I would like to refocus my energies uh, so that I may be properly prepared for anything we might face as we go forward. So he wants to reestablish his memory. Sure. Yep. I do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> you guys keep saying all these things, assuming like I have been walking with you for like the past three months or something. I'm very confused. So what you'll see, I don't know how Leopold does it, but what you'll see is because Leopold, or not, uh, wait, who am I again? I am Pavel. That's right. <laughs> Pavel has a very big log that he has, that he hangs around his neck. Is like that a, a... No, it is not euphemism. It is okay. actual physical literal log that he um... hangs like giant flavor flav necklace around around neck. And he sets it down and sits cross-legged and, and has staring contests with Marmot. That is how he concentrates and is how he feeds the mental with his mystical energies. Oh, when we're done, we will wave. Leo turns his eye inward and rebuilds the structure of his mind palace, fortifying its walls and placing within each of the rooms the powers that he may call upon with his mind. I need a cigarette. And he walks away. You know, if we're dealing with demon books, I'm going to go take a dip in this holy water. I mean, why not? I, I agree. I was sort of thinking about the same thing. I mean, we've we've done some pretty ugly things. And I feel like if we're about to go toe-to-toe with, like, evil, we need to be as clean and as uh, washed as possible. Ava, is this is is this something that would be allowed, or would we be trespassing upon uh, some sort of sacred right of your people? He says, no, no, it's it's fine. People come here all the time. It's um, no, that would be fine. Just be aware, it's very cold. Oh, I I think I've done that a time or two myself. So, is there anything that I need that we need to do before we jump into this water? Like, do we need to think about? repentance or about our past misdeeds like is there anything we need to do he sits there and he kind of thinks a little bit and he goes well if you've done anything bad yeah you could ask for forgiveness before these 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 sins are washed away in the water and um who who are we asking forgiveness from (laughs) um he chuckles. He goes, these are not these are not the bad gods. These are good gods that are looking out for you. These are good people here. We are very far away from the Veiled Monastery and the Blue Hats. Okay. okay. Leo very briefly thinks about the two human beings that he turned into balls of meat and blood. Oh, and there, <laughs> yeah, there you go. He's <laughs> like... Perhaps it is best if we attempt to wash away some of our more heinous deeds. 
So he'll strip down of, of everything except for the Luke Nadesi amulet mm-hmm. and uh, right. and dive in. Yeah, anybody who jumps in, I need you to make me a will resistant uh, resilience roll. It's okay. That's my bread and butter. It is very cold. You're going to get a shock as you hit the waters. Boom. Two successes. Boom. All you need is one. Anybody who doesn't pass that goes in, you're going to take one point of mental stress as you... Is it discipline, perhaps? I'm sorry. It is discipline, yes. If you have the focus of discipline, it is discipline. Nice. It is... What's the roll again? Will plus resilience Resilience. with the focus in discipline. Oh, my God. Hey. Wow, look at look oh, at uh, Morris over there with the critical success. All right, everybody who jumps in is fine. You're like, as soon as you're, like, you, maybe you start running in and you hit the water about knee high and you stop instantly. We're going to say, Sergeant Morris, you just like slow walk in, no problem. You don't stop whatsoever as, uh, as you get deeper and deeper in this icy cold water with your critical success. But yeah, you guys all wash and you bathe. And as you're doing so, the Dropkas, the nomads that are with you, they, uh, they start preparing camp. They start making camp here on the shores. You can see them breaking out like pots and they're starting to build a fire and it looks like they're going to make a big dinner, um, tonight, much, much grander than what you're used to. But after... Henri wants to go and just do like a perimeter check at night to make sure the wolves or more wolves or sure. other things. Now that we're like with civilians, um, Henri also has a talent where he can see in the dark. So he moves like a ninja quietly. <laughs> Does he? So you want to go unnoticed. So we're yes. going to say coordination. And then where's your stealth? Where's agility? Stealth? Is it urban? Did, did urban oh, yeah. We're rural because I have yeah. rebuilt right. him to have Ag- both. Agil- agility, stealth. And, and then it is a rural stealth if you have rural stealth. Hell yeah. It'll be one difficulty. Oh, my God. Complication you time. Your, Are you giving me my threat? Give you your useless threat. Take the complication. Oh. Let's fight something. <laughs> oh, you want to fight something? There's, there's, there's a fight coming up. Don't you? Okay. <laughs> Don't you worry. You guys are, uh, you're, you're prime for a fight. So, uh, you, you do the perimeter, and there are people like so people who are here for the pilgrimage. You can see they're also making camp around here. These little buildings are hovels. They look like they're almost like there's like little monasteries and huts that people use when they come here and stay during their pilgrimage. Um, there's like yak horns ab- ab- above some of these monuments that have been mounted there and you scan the perimeter and there isn't signs of wolves or anything out of the ordinary. Like people look at you when you walk by, they're not used to seeing foreigners here. It is, you're a very unusual sight as you walk around smoking your cigarettes and you got a sack of baguettes on your back. But other than that, um, everything seems to be in order. It seems very peaceful here. Very, very peaceful. Yeah. Just want to double check. Sure. So you come back and there's a big pot of yak meat stew filled with potatoes and rice that are that is being warmed up for you. Uh, the dropkas, they offer you some Tibetan barley beer, which you hadn't had any of the other nights to drink. And Dawa explains, he goes, tonight, tonight, before the sun rises, once it's fully dark, we will enter the water. And the look meek Dizi you are wearing will let Suring Lama know that you are ready for him to open a gateway to the other valley where the monks are. 
And once we do that, we'll set foot in the lake, and the beads will protect you. And we will be on the other side once we have gone through that portal. So eat up. Don't tell me twice. And the stew is delicious. It it really is. It really, really is. So you guys sit around and you see, like, everybody's just kind of relaxing. Have a good night. You, you look over. We'll say Morris every once in a while. And you see Dawa. He's got that dagger. He's, like, trying to not to be noticed. He seems kind of, like, thrusting in the air every once in a while. Here's a trick. Go high. If you get paid, drop it. Catch it. Keep keep it sheathed for now. But practice dropping it and catching it the other hand. You totally catch him off guard. Are we not worried that this kid is going to die? No, he'll be fine. I'm going to take care of him. We must each fuck this path, and at the end, for all of us, it will be death. What? (laughs) (laughs) Henri is questioning his uh, association with this group. I am very confused why everyone is so... even-headed, I guess you could say. Not very, my new friend, Henri. Once you have seen what we have seen over the past several weeks, you will understand that this is not a great thing to pass between places through portals of water. As as Henri says, you guys are also like even-headed behind him, like on the outskirts of the camp. Pavel and Gregor are rolling a wrapped-up ball towards one another that has stains on it, just for comedic effect. (laughs) (laughs) Very even-headed over here. Uh, (laughs) I still don't understand how a mom killed a wolf. I wish I could have seen it. Yeah. So you guys settle down for the night. And uh, Dawa says, get some rest, get them some rest. I will let you know when it's time. And he just kind of sits, he sits across legged as the sun goes down and it gets dark. And you see him looking off to the east, just towards mountain range, just looking in that direction. He's fixated, he's focused. And you guys can choose to sleep if you want or not, but if you do fall asleep, he'll wake you up if you're, you stay awake. He uh he comes around when it's completely dark, and judging by the time, like the position of the moon and everything, you you, ju- you think it's a, probably about midnight. And he goes, "It's time. It's time for us to to journey into the lake and make our way to the veiled monastery." He wakes you all up. Would you like me to link our thoughts before we head into the lake? All right, we have to establish some consent or some <laughs> some grounds here because I you are talking about. What? Going to my mind? Ah, I will link it telepathically so that we may speak without using our words. Everyone else is okay with this? Experience it, it totally they, normal? You oh, can, they cannot read your thoughts. They cannot enter your mind. It's simply instead of speaking, you think what you want them to hear and they hear it. It's so useful, especially if you want to be sneaky or something. We are extremely covert. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> That is the strategy we employ, like 95%. Based off everything you have said from all of you, I do not believe anything. We employ that strategy. Doesn't mean it works. We we fail at it often, but we do try. We do. And uh, 
mind your volume of your thoughts too, please? How am I supposed to control the volume of how I think? It, you'll, I you'll, am French. You'll, <laughs> you'll figure it out. Is this something do I like you would close like my eyes or something? Or what am I supposed to do? Do I just stand here? You do not have to do anything. If you are all right with it, I will attempt it. All right, I will uh, go over to Dawa and tell him to like close his eyes. Are you going to do it, Tim, too? Sure. I'm right. going to steal the knife from Dawa, the dad. What? <laughs> what? Yes. You're going to steal the knife from this kid? Yes, I'm going to trick him like we're both going into mental telepathy, but he's going to sit there with his eyes closed, and I'm just going to swipe the knife and be like, mm-hmm, yes, it's working. So you're asking him to close his eyes? Well, he's probably never experienced it either. So I'm like, we'll do it together. He's the assistant of an Atlantean. I, I don't know. Maybe he has. <laughs> Maybe he's in your mind right now and he already knows what you're thinking. Oh, my gosh. I'm just going to I'll throw this out there right now. The kid's a freaking spellcaster. He is not going to be fooled by you and your tricks. Fine. <laughs> is it okay if I spend a point of momentum to get a third dice for this roll? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. So I link everyone's minds All right, so for that... five hours. Hi. <laughs> it is good to hear your voice <laughs> again, Gregor. Hi. Hello to you too, as well. Your vocabulary is growing by leaps and bounds. Yeah. How do you turn this off? <laughs> what is... Rock. In five hours, give or take, it you it will fade from your mind, Henri. <laughs> Didn't he learn tank last time? Tank. He, tur- he tank. learned tank. tank. <laughs> no, there's no tanks here, darling. We're going back into the lake. And then apparently the ni- the nice uh, elderly gentleman is going to whisk us away across across the miles to another valley of the demon people. But actually, it is a seven-year-old Rock. boy, I believe. Yeah. Uh, All right, so you can I know all... it's a lot, but I'm just asking you, give it a chance, Mr. Fighting Bread Man. It seems super useful right now. So, yeah, they're all talking, communicating without their mouths moving. You just hear their voices in your head. Right, yeah. So, yeah. I'm just probably like thinking of saying obscenities in French because he's just so annoyed. And, and you can Gregor's you can hear Gregor now. Yeah. Yeah, and he's staring at you, and you just hear, hi. <laughs> <laughs> who, is, who is telling me? Who is saying hi to me? It's this Greg of the moment. You hear him struggle. Smoke. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You are telling me the little shit over here is asking for a cigarette in my mind. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I would say I would say as a familiar to Pavel and his abilities to manipulate the, uh, the magic is what he calls it. I believe that Gregory far surpasses what you would expect from a normal marmot. You know we have a serious issue moving forward though. If these cigarettes get wet, we are all fucked. <laughs> Only those of you who smoke are, which is fine. Which is yeah, almost are... all the party. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> I, I mean, Dawa smoking, the animal smoking. <laughs> He's not no. smoking again. The kid gave it up. <laughs> he kicked it. So let us go forth and see what we can find on the other side of this lake. 
All right, everybody shut up, and we can go through this. All right, so when the time is right, Dawa gathers you all. He goes, it's, it's time, it's time. Make sure, do not remove your look, Mick Dizzy. And he grabs that, that, that leather um, thing around your neck with the, the bead that looks like an eye on it, the strip of leather. This will help you not drown. You don't need to worry about breathing in water and drowning. This will keep you safe. But wait, what? What? Do not remove it at all. <sighs> all right. And he starts walking to the the edge of the water, and you see him kind of stop and shiver as his feet hit. And uh, he's wearing his clothes into the water. Um, and he starts just going, walking in deeper and deeper and deeper. And in front of him, in the direction he's running, you see this big blackness in the water. Like the water's really, really dark and black. And you can't, and it's murky. And you can't really see or make out what it is. And he just keeps walking towards this big black patch in the water. And he goes, come on, come on, let's go. Saring Lama, he's opened the gate for us. The portal's open. Go. Yeah, Pablo will follow. What's Why not? So he walks. Here goes. He walks in. You get further and further, and finally, you get into this like inky blackness, magical like mire as you enter it. Um, and you're looking. You have your eyes open in the water. It's really dark, but all of a sudden, uh, Dawa just like kind of like disappears. And whoever's next, you go in there and you experience like a sudden, almost like twisting or spinning sensation. And next thing you know, you you find yourself walking out of the water and you're perfectly dry and and and, and unharmed and dawa's standing there and he greets you oh you, you made it you made it as you each of you kind of pop out and you look around you take stock in your surroundings you're in a completely different valley than where you started the lake is no longer there there's small small river that you emerged from not the big giant lake that you came from and up on a hill you see this big round wall surrounding these buildings you can see fires lit within that are illuminating into the sky and you can see at the back of this 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 massive uh well he says that's the veiled monastery the back of the veiled monastery up against the mountain this thing backs up onto a mountain this big circular wall you see this big metal antenna reaching high high up in the sky and you can see these like tattered like prayer banners hanging off it, fluttering in the wind. And you can see a light, a beacon on the top, just kind of blinking on and off. He goes, this is it. We're at the Veiled Monastery. It's just like my dream. The Baguette oh, Monastery. I mean, there's no. no baguettes, though. Veiled but Monastery. I'm looking at it. It is right there. You see? No, no, those top? aren't baguettes. Your dream had specifically baguettes. That is something different. Wait, what, what do you mean, my dream? How do you know what my dream was? Oh, yes. Uh, yes, I make sure that no one is being assaulted while they sleep by mythos forces that are arriving via the dreamland, so I make sure every night to do you know perimeter searches, much like you and Sergeant Morris would do a, a physical perimeter search for danger. I do it within your, your, your subconscious. I'm going to share an image with you here so you can see what this this looks like so it's a big circular compound you're to the south of this and like i said it backs 
onto a mountain. So to the north is a mountain. And um, on this map, you're looking at 13 is the antenna to give you an idea. So it's on top of this big, huge stone structure. You can't tell what it is. And above this stone structure, it looks like it's like 100 feet tall, um, is the antenna on top of that. You can see there's a gate to the east. That's number two on the map. You can't really see inside, but it's surrounded by this big stone circular wall. Just to give you an idea, a visualization of what you're looking at. How tall is the wall? The wall is uh, 50 feet. Hmm. How far can you teleport us? <laughs> uh, see, there is problem now, as I would have to do more than one trip because we've got Henri now. Uh, oh. Well, so now us. I'm the problem. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but, but you're it, the sneaky it, one. It, 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 and also, and also, there is Dawa now to consider too. True, but, I mean, true. I could still do it. It would just take two trips now. I uh, I have climbing equipment, and I'm sneaky as fuck, so I could go probably drop a rope if we want. Yeah. So anybody can make me an insight tactics roll, specifically focus in battlefield tactics if you have it. Do you have that, Henri? <laughs> it's a very uh, specific. No, I got rid of that because I never got to use it. Battlefield tactics, but everybody can or the make co no covert operations. That was the one I used to have. Covert operations. Everybody who gets so a tactics six... insight, we said. There's long range, by the way. Ooh. So far, anything in sight within long range. I got two successes. So anybody who's looking at this and you're kind of like eyeing it up, squaring it up, you you can see there's like a f maybe a few different approaches you can do here. Like you can maybe go for the stealthy approach. Looking at it with especially with your two uh, successes, uh, Leopold. Um, you might be able to sneak around the monastery and approach from maybe the mountain, like get down and in it. Um, that would take you right to the antenna, which is perched up on this tall stone structure or dice. You don't know what it is, um, but that could be pretty treacherous to do. Uh, another approach was if you have explosives, you could just blow a hole in the wall or blow up the antenna. Um, or if there's a, if there's an antenna, well, there's gotta be somewhere that's hooked up to the antenna that's, that's sending the message. So maybe one of the approaches could be getting in there and maybe disabling a radio hut, but there's, there's multiple ways to tackle this. So Leo would relate all of this. He's like, I still know, I am not particularly stealthy. Uh, I would say that I am more klutzy than stealthy so we might run across problems if we attempt to uh, use that method well, it's possible we could go up to the top of the mountain and i could teleport us in in a, if it's not guarded it, it would be easier to do it i can just go and come back and go and come back and then we could more carefully descend into it as opposed to trying to take us right into yeah. the lion's den. Yeah. We could get to the yeah. we could get to the top there, destroy the antenna, and then make our way down into the building to find the books and whatever control room there is uh, that was controlling the antenna, perhaps. Dawa, yes, you are you you are the leader here, sort of. What do you say? Mm. He puts his like hand to his face and you see him start thinking. I think the quietest approach would be best. They are fearsome fighters. 
the monks who are there. And I've heard of ones that can cast mystical spells. We may not want to engage with them. And I've heard that there are also the Germans, I believe they're called, are in there. Wise, wise words. Our, our, our mission is just to take out the antenna. So if we could do that quietly, that may be best. Um, well, I, I really hate to uh, to burst that bubble there, but we're we're often not quiet. We're effective, <laughs> but we're often. It sucks. I don't understand why I am paired with. <laughs> maybe maybe you have a special sauce that we always try. I am like I am like a, yeah, like the Big Mac you have, right? Yeah, exactly. To all be fatty, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions, and sesame seed bun. You got us. Special sauce. I understand. So then, you are. So perhaps then, Pava, if you teleport us around the perimeter and up into the mountain, then if we come down onto the building, perhaps under the cover of night darkness, being led by our new uh, stealth expert, Henri, we might have an opportunity to take the antenna by surprise. Yes, but I'm sorry, though. I know you are. Uh, you are. I don't want to to undercut what you're saying, but we would also need to retrieve the book. No, I mean the, the antenna was just one. Well, the the llama said we we didn't need to fetch it. We didn't need to get it. It's not necessary. Well, that, I think he said we need to destroy sense. the book. I think is yes. what he was saying. Like remove, destroy them, make sure they never right. exist for anybody. Like they are we permanently removed from. Kind of. He goes back I mean, and forth. You could see him like kind of conflicted. He goes, oh yeah. He kind of like where you're coming from. We must, we must get the books. How yeah, the, the night wolf are very tenacious. If if we allow them to keep access to the books, they will simply rebuild the antenna or take the books elsewhere to translate them. But exactly. I think it's fair to say primary objective should be taken out the tower because who right. knows how much has already been transmitted. We stop that as soon as possible, and from there. We use that as a spearhead to infiltrate the compound further and then take the books. Perhaps we try to take out the antenna in a way that makes it seem, you know, not like sabotage, so that we might not reveal our presence yet, so that we our new just... friend Henri could lead us on the stealthy mission to collect the books on the inside. Yeah, perhaps... So a freak windstorm of great power comes furling out of the mountains and tears the antenna from its uh, mountings. Much but... like much like a gate from a concentration camp is torn to pieces and shreds Germans everywhere. But if some of these people are also spellcasters, is there a chance they're going to kind of pick up on that? There is the possibility for talented mystics to block casting if they're made aware of it. If we are able to catch them by surprise, they will not have an opportunity, I believe, to counter Pavel's great spell casting abilities. All right, so we've got a spearhead, and from there we just build momentum and we run forward, stealthily running forward. This does not instill confidence <laughs> in me. You know, what if they are civilians? Why are we so gung-ho on killing everybody we run into? We will not necessarily no. kill them, but if we are, if the monks try to stop us or the Nacht Wolf, then we must protect ourselves and complete our mission. Can't I just uh, go unplug the satellite and then, like, in my mind, say it's done, 
teleport to this tower, I'll clear it or something? Can we? I don't know. So while you guys are like all standing around talking in your heads quietly and like gesturing and so forth, right? Um, Ruby's going to start walking to the eastern gate. Okay, so you're you're still like you're quite a ways away. You're down, looking up at this monastery. So you can start walking in that direction. It'll take you a while to get there, but yeah. Yeah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go and start walking. Mm. Like, can't stand around and listen to this bullshit for less for lack of a better word. Okay, so Ruby just starts walking away while you guys are all scheming. You guys seem to be quite the team. <laughs> When do, and of course, once Ruby gets past medium range, she falls out of telepathic contact mm. with us. Peas and carrots. What? Like, they go together. All right, I am heading to the mountain so I can slide down and go sneak around and deal with the satellite. Whoever wants to go do that, you can yes, come with we me. Should, we should get I'm Ruby gonna, first. I'm going to go with Ruby. Well, Ru Ru Ruby or Lucille, or whatever the fuck her name is, <laughs> is going to the gate, which I don't know if you know anything about gates. That's where people are. So, Oh, oh, we'll be the distraction. Sure, I don't know. that's fine. Dawa Dow draws his dag and says, I'm going with you, Mr. Morris. That is the worst person you should be. <laughs> that's going to be great. I'm an incredibly responsible man to be taking care of a child. Oh, yeah. I forgot you had a carriage in the first chapter. Which exactly. You had your shield in. I already, I already practiced. I did my trial run with a baby earlier. Now I get to handle a real life child. What could go wrong? Leo, yeah. Leo looks over to Pavel and he's like, "So, uh, are you going to be part of the distraction team that is apparently assaulting the East Gate, or you're going with our new companion to a to?" Get him up the mountain faster and I can get us out in case something goes wrong. So I should probably go with him. Plus, and then you hear smoke. <laughs> There's that as well. Would you have me then go with uh, our, our associates who are going to apparently assault the East Gate? I, uh, I think that uh, our little, we would need to have magical powers on either there are sorcerers of foot leo shakes his head thinking that he's probably walking to his death he's like sergeant Morris, hold that up i am going to come and assist you and uh, lieutenant mckay in our death rush at the gate oh boy what a day seriously in your mind as before you leave it's like but the, the, that book if you can find that book of missions do not destroy it i would very much like to read it on the flip side, okay, now I don't want to piss off Pavel because I love Pavel. We find the book, we need to destroy it. <laughs> we, we shall evaluate the books when we get there. Let us focus on the mission first. I have a very strong feeling that we are not going to live to see the book. <laughs> oh, please. We're going to be fine. I'll well, be fine. The three cigarettes are going on the mountain. Okay, that's, three that's cigarettes on the mountain. Yeah. All right, Ruby, and you, Ruby, you're just walking. So you walked away, and you're getting closer and closer. To this. And like I said, it's night. There is fires lit within, and there's there's kind of like light dancing around. There's the moonlight, and you get closer, and you're looking at this outer wall, and it's like irregular. The surface is irregular, and almost like there's maybe carvings or something. And as you get closer and closer, you kind of squint, and it looks like 
from here that is completely constructed of human skulls embedded in some sort of mortar and held within a series of like secure wooden frames all the way around this huge massive 50 foot circular wall and all the skulls are facing outwards as if to look at anyone approaching the monastery Ah, oh, gosh well i've come this far that's it off to the gate <laughs> We're home. All right. So I'll see Sergeant Morris and Dawa like come like like shuffling up. They come hustling up behind you. And the, the two of you are then greeted, or two of them are greeted by the Leo. same sight of these skulls. And you guys, as you get closer and you're going around, you're going to eventually see them as well. The skull, the wall of skulls surrounding this place. Leo's with Sergeant Morris. Um, oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. So yeah, yeah the smokers are, sorry, the marmot, yeah. Pavel, and, and yeah. Henri. No, right. I'm part of the suicide run here. <laughs> so you guys, the suicide squad and the smokers. <laughs> so you guys all see this wall as you get closer. And you're kind of like, like, what are we getting ourselves into? But you, you continue on and you can see this gatehouse. You're starting to get a better glimpse of it. It's a, it's a single storied uh, entryway with a three story outer facade topped with a bell platform and a blue tiled roof. And you can swear you can make out figures like shadows walking back and forth in this this gatehouse tower that's up there i assume we're we're basically just right out in the open right yeah basically there's not <laughs> much else around here it's a pretty open valley um the smokers what are you guys doing are you teleporting are you climbing or what's the plan here oh that's up to jeff oh no no I'll, I'll, let me show you a trick hold quickly hold hands now you might want to close your eyes though just you know you don't. I, I look kind of ugly when I do this. What? Just, uh, just, just. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We go. We take uh, express lane. All right. He will take a big puff and be like, uh, and then hand it to Gregor, the cigarette, and then close his eyes. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I'll cast. Yeah. And try to. And as you hear him, he's thinking, you he hear his thoughts. This is so fucking stupid. This is so fucking stupid. <laughs> but he doesn't Wait. know. Like, oh, he's you don't hear that anymore. No, no, you guys are outside oh, the range right. now. Okay, that's right. Right. <laughs> Maybe you're saying it out loud. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, actually, I don't have to do my uh, no? uh, my power thing because it's just the two of us, huh? Uh, I will take some momentum, though, just to be sure. Okay. And... So is okay. it just uh, yeah, I'm just gonna automatic? Because um, we're gonna uh, leave no, off I... with one party at the gate, so one party doing. Oh, oh, am I gonna start with a complication will... next week, or am I getting threat? I will give you threat since we're ending. but okay. I will uh, re-roll the a complication. Would be so fun right now. Oh my god! Oh my god. All right, complication, Woo! complication, and more threat. So oh, it's oh my god. <laughs> all right next week starting with complete i'm making a note just put a note so Kill this is for your off. this is for your teleportation so it's successful but you had a complication no it's not successful actually it's difficulty oh. two. Oh man my spells are very space <laughs> so where would you oh, have no. been like at the base of the mountain when this when you're trying to cast this and like shoot up or like uh, yeah, towards the antenna shoot up yeah uh, not towards the antenna probably to the because I, I don't 
If we could see the antenna, I could. You like, can see the antenna. See it's like I said, it's a, on this like really, really, really high stone structure, which is like 100 feet in the air, and then the antenna's on top of that. So you can definitely see the antenna. Uh, if that's the case, then that's probably where I would have tried to tell The base? To. Okay. Yeah, let me see what happens. Just close your eyes, Henri. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it doesn't have anything. There's no special complication All right. effect for Roots of Earth. Excellent. So we had no combat this week, but get pre be ready for combat next week because it's happening. <laughs> we'll kick it off with combat. The combat session. All right. We'll call it here because that's a good place to leave off with one group approaching the gates being seen, another group trying to teleport, and we're getting complications. We'll leave it there. Uh, so let's do the uh, roundtables. Jeff, what do you got going on? Yeah, tomorrow night over on twitch.tv slash the lollygaggers. Uh, you can catch myself and Aaron as we're playing Hunter of the Reckoning, the new version, version five. Uh, Saturday, we'll be back playing One Ring Second Edition. Uh, and then on Monday, we should be back to Holler for Savage Worlds. You can see Jeremy in that one as well. Uh, and yeah, that's it. Excellent. Megan, did you play any games? No, I'm I'm boring. I used to be really fun. I, I reflected upon that the other day, and I'm, I'm just boring now. <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll get a game I, going. I save I save all, all of uh, my excitement and enthusiasm for Thursday nights. Oh, thank you. Uh, Aaron, what do you have going on between now and next week? Let's see. Uh, well, Jeff already mentioned Hunter tomorrow night, uh, but tomorrow at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I will be running a crew of scoundrels in Blades in the Dark on Garblad Games. Jeff will be playing in that as well. They're going to be starting their first score, so I'm sure that's going to go very well for them. Uh, and then... On Wednesday, uh, back at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for Once Upon a Time in the Old World, our Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition game. And that's about it for next week until we get back here for some more uh, Octane Cthulhu. Yes. Uh, sorry, Melissa gave us a re-roll. Uh, but we'll keep that for Thank next you. time. We'll save that. We might need it. If we're going to be facing sorcerers and 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 martial artists and knocked wolf, we might need it. And we did split the party because that's we always did split the always, party. Always the best thing to do. <laughs> uh, job, Jonathan, Jeremy, tell me about this Patreon. Yeah, Aaron Reese on Patreon. You've got comics, maps, uh, art assets. You got yourself some five uh, E modded weapons recently just got released. It's some fun stuff. Awesome. And Evan, it's good to have you back in the fold. We missed you. Like I said, viewers were asking about Henri last week, so it's good to have you back here. Do you have anything you want to plug? Nope. Just a dad. Just a dad. <laughs> Yay. Wah, wah, wah. All right, cool. Thank you, everybody, for joining us, tuning in. We'll be back next week, Thursday, to pick up this cliffhanger, this complication. Be fun. Like I said, be, be ready for combat. It's probably be a, an all-combat session. Uh, so be prepared for some action. Have a great week, and we'll see you on Thursday.